Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We are back live here on the Quad Pod. We have a tremendous guest this week. Deborah joins us here on our big broadcast. Deborah, you have an amazing background. I am not going to be able to do it justice, so I'm going to let you do your own introduction, and then we're going to, as they say, jump off the good foot and do the bad thing here. Okay, okay. So uh, I'm a professor at the University of Michigan of both history and Judaic studies, um, and I specialize actually in American Jews. I'm also the editor-in-chief of a multi-volume set uh, called the Posen Library of Jewish Culture and Civilization, which is available both in print and digitally for free. The digital is that uh, if you go to posenlibrary.com. So that's who I am. Fantastic. Fantastic. Deborah Dashmore with us today. She joins us here on the Quad Pod, and uh, she is absolutely amazing. Uh, Deborah. So, you know, yes. you are sort of breaking up. I'm not quite sure why. Okay. Um, well, we will see if we can, we can work we on that. another uh, link. Well, or, or um, um, okay. What, 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 what we'll do is, is yeah. uh, we'll, we'll work on this. Deborah Dashmore with us today. She joins us live here on the Quad Pod. And uh, so tell us about your latest book here, Deborah. Can you hear me fine? Because I've got I'm you. You're excellent. You're doing well, my friend. We've got you. Tell us about the book. Uh, Deborah, okay, we're, 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 we're is, I'm, I am maxing out literally everything on my end, and you are doing so well, my friend. Tell us about your latest okay. book. All right, well, that's good because um, I'm having problems understanding you. Okay, well, um, then I guess we'll just have to do this another time because she's too many are interested in doing the interview. I'm not interested in hearing about the technical issues. As I mentioned earlier, tell us about your fantastic new book. Okay, so I'm happy to speak about the Posen Library of Jewish Culture and Civilization. Yes, yes. The latest volume that appeared in this 10-volume set is volume one, uh, which covers the biblical period. Now, you may say, how come that's the latest volume? It's because we're not publishing them in chronological order. We publish them as they get finished. And this volume has amazing stuff on um, the Bible uh, that people who think they know the Bible will discover opens up new ways of reading uh, biblical material because it includes extra-biblical material as well, Um, things that scholars of the Bible know about, but most of us uh, ordinary folks do not. 
Um, and that really enriches how you come to understand what is in the biblical text by reading some of, about some of the experiences of people who are uh, lived at the time and uh, where we have uh, records uh, preserved. So you get a, a real sense of the, of the lived reality um, of the world of the Bible. Fantastic. We have got a great guest with us today, joining us today here on the Quad Pod, talking about the Posen Library of Jewish Culture and Civilization. It basically consists of the Posen Digital Library, which is a PDL, available at posenlibrary.com. It's a 10-volume print anthology of Jewish culture being published by Yale University Press. Currently, five volumes are available online and in print covering the periods of 1750 to 1880, 1918 to 2005, and the second millennium to 332 BCE. And we have got renowned Jewish scholar Deborah Dashmore with us today. She joins us live. So talk to us a little bit about the meaning of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Okay, sure. So Rosh Hashanah is the Jewish New Year. Um, and unlike what Americans do come January 1, this is a, a holiday that sparks um, both reflection and hope. Uh, reflection looking back on the year that was, and hope for a sweet year, for a prosperous year, um, maybe even for a better year than the, the past. Um, one of the things that Jews do is uh, to sort of literalize the sweetness is they dip um, slices of apple in honey um, to symbolize um, their hope for a sweet year. And then after this day, uh, two days of Rosh Hashanah, comes 10 days later, the holiday of Yom Kippur. And Yom Kippur is a culmination of those 10 days of reflection, days when you look back and you think, mm, you know, I really should apologize to my friend because I, I said some things that weren't nice, right? And we should make amends and, and try to set things straight. And it ends with the holiday of Yom Kippur, which is a, a fast day. It's a 25-hour fast. Uh, and so it's a, a real serious day of atonement and reflection. And the two of them are linked. It's a, it's a very interesting way of thinking about how do you begin a new year, both with joy um, and hopes for sweetness, but also with reflection and atonement um, at the end. Yeah. Fantastic. We have got a tremendous guest to this today. She joins us live here on the Quad Pod. Renowned Jewish scholar Deborah Dashmore is with us. And Dr. Moore is here to discuss uh, a lot of different issues of the day, including the Posen Library of Jewish Culture and Civilization. So why do the, the Jewish folks, Jews in general, celebrate these holidays of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? Well, if you know your... Bible, especially what Christians call the Old Testament and Jews call Hebrew Scriptures, um, you know that it has a command in the, uh, the text that says, uh, observe uh, Rosh Hashanah, it gives, you know, when you're supposed to do that, and also to observe the holiday of Yom Kippur. So these are very old holidays. 
dating back thousands of years, and that is why Jews continue to observe them, um, because it's, it's written in the um, Torah text uh, as, a, as a commandment. There are, and one of the things that's really wonderful about the Posen Library um, is that there are many different ways of sort of observing the holiday. It's not just about what happens in, in synagogue, just about the liturgy, but it's also about other practices that grow up around the holiday and the meanings that um, Jewish artists uh, and writers have attached to the holidays over the years. And if you go to posenlibrary.com and you type in, let's say, the word Kippur, K-I-P-P-U-R, you'll discover a, a bunch of texts um, and images, um, including photographs, that uh, 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 come up w when you type it in uh, to give you a sense of the diversity of Jewish experiences and the ways in which the meanings of the holiday have been expanded by all different kinds of Jews across many centuries. We have got a great guest with us today. She joins us live here on the Quad Pod talking a little bit about the Posen Library of Jewish Culture and Civilization. She is a renowned Jewish scholar, Deborah Dashmar, and she's with us today here on the telephone. So what are some of the traditions for some of these holidays, my friend? Well, so I mentioned the tradition of apples and honey. Yes, yes. Right? And um, there is also the tradition of taking um, uh, to have things that are round. You know, so it, normally Jews will eat a, a braided bread for the uh, Sabbath called a challah, uh, but on uh, Rosh Hashanah they make that braided bread in a circle. And that's to hope that the year ahead is a whole year, that there is no rupture in it where there's death or, or uh, terrible sickness. So round things are, are treasured. Um, that's one of the uh, uh, practices. Another practice is when you, um, you sit down to eat a, a meal at Rosh Hashanah, um, you have an opportunity to say a blessing um, called the Shehechianu, where you take a piece of fruit that you haven't yet eaten on the new year, um, let's say a, a pomegranate or, or something special, and you say a blessing that indicates how grateful you are to have arrived at this time. Um, and that's another practice that Jews do to help raise consciousness of uh, where they are and uh, how much they appreciate being able to celebrate a new year with all the hopes that come from that celebration. We have got a tremendous guest with us today joining us here on the Quad Pod. It is uh, Dr. Moore. She's a renowned Jewish scholar. The Posen Library of Jew Jewish Culture and Civilization, available at posenlibrary.com. That's posenlibrary.com. Go over to posenlibrary.com for more information. So if I'm Jewish and I want to add a little something this year, where can I find interesting resources and information about Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah? Well, you can go 
to, and it's free if you register, to Posen Library, as you said, P-O-S-E-N library.com, and type in um, the word Kippur, or for Rosh Hashanah, you can type in the word Rosh, R-O-S-H, and you will find really interesting resources. And they're very varied. Um, There is, for example, a um, a wonderful uh, photograph taken by Robert Frank of Young young men standing by the East River, doing a practice um, called Tashlich, which is symbolically one does on Rosh Hashanah. You take breadcrumbs and you put them in your pocket, and you go to a uh, a flowing body of water like a river or lake or whatever, and you say prayers and you throw the the breadcrumbs um, into. Uh, the water as a way of sort of symbolically emptying yourself of whatever sins you may have uh, committed in the past year. Um, but there's also humorous stuff on posenlibrary.com. Um, there's a, a, a something called a survival kit for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, how to survive, because they're long services, religious services, usually three hours or so, um, and this is a, a, a guide to making it through, because lots of Jews don't necessarily go to services on other times of the year, but they do go on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And so it's a, it's a humorous account of, um, of how to make it through the holidays. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, uh, I really appreciate you making time for us today. This has been tremendous. Uh, you have just opened up all sorts of doors for folks and uh, given them a lot of great resources here. Um, Dr. Moore, thanks for doing this, my friend. I, I really appreciated the time and the effort today. Well, thank you very much for having me. It was really fun to, to speak about these holidays. They're, they're very meaningful ones. And, you know, um, for those people who can remember what it was like to go back to school um, in the fall, in some ways they're beginning, just like the Jewish calendar would say, they're beginning a new year, right? A new grade in school, a new, right? a new beginning yes. where they can hope to, to do well. Well, I appreciate you making time for us today. Thanks for joining us, and uh, I look forward to chatting with you soon. Thank you, Doctor. Thank you. Take care. my friend. There she goes. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.